one thing that all elite organizations have done is found a way to get all of the wonderful knowledge and experience out of the minds of the founders and into the minds and mouths, if you will, of the sales organization. You're listening to the Audible Ready Podcast, the show that helps you and your teams sell more faster. We'll feature sales leaders sharing their best insights on how to create a sales engine that helps you fuel repeatable revenue growth. Presented by the team at Force Management, a leader in B2B sales effectiveness. Let's get started. Welcome to the Audible Ready Podcast. I'm Rachel Club Miller with Force Management. John Kaplan is here with me today. John, welcome. Hi, Rachel. Great to be here as always. Yes, John, today is going to be a great discussion for some of the people out there who are selling in companies that maybe have new solutions to the market. Maybe they're trying to be disruptors or take on an established organization with a new way of doing things. Yeah, I, I, I love the topic today because I think, you know, we're going to talk about translating the founder's vision into that buyer conversation. Yeah, we, we talk about this a lot because there are companies out there, and you have, may have worked for some of them yourself, uh, where the founder has to be on every sales call to get that job done because the founder is the only person who can tell a compelling story that moves that buyer to action. So the end goal for a lot of these growing companies is to translate that story into key value and differentiation points that are meaningful to your buyer. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, we see it all the time, and it's one of the number one reasons that startups with great technology have trouble scaling. You know, if you're if you're a regular listener, you've heard us speak about elite organizations. And one thing that all elite organizations have done is found a way to get all of the wonderful knowledge and experience out of the minds of the founders and into the minds and mouths, if you will, of the sales organization. So, you know, elite companies bucket this founder knowledge into what we call the four essential questions. What problems do you solve for your customers? How specifically do you solve those problems? How do you solve them differently or better than your competitors? And where have you done it before? Right, I know we say this a lot. You need to be aligned on what those answers to those questions are. And if your founder is successfully selling for your organization, if when he or she is on those calls, those deals get done, he or she should be able to answer these questions for your company. But it's not only having one person be able to answer, it's making sure everybody is aligned on the answers to those essential questions. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that should give you a stomach ache is when you hear, if a founder's selling for your company, that's ultimately going to cause you a problem. And I don't mean it's a negative. I mean, I love when founders can sell, but it's really, really tough to scale a company. And so you know, all companies need founders to be working on the business more than they're working in the business. But let me hit on that topic of alignment quickly. So if you're a founder or part of an executive team, I'd love you to try this exercise to test for alignment. In your next executive meeting, ask all your participants to write the answers to those four essential questions on a piece of paper without discussing them. So go around the room and have each executive give their answers to those essential questions, but make sure the founder goes last. It's, it's really, really important because you don't want him or her to you know, influence the others in the room. So when we do this with companies that we engage with, Rachel, it's 100% of the time that this highlights an alignment issue. The answers are never the same. Spirited discussions or disagreements break out. And we always say the same thing during the exercise, you know, we have the best and brightest minds in the company, 
in this room and, and we don't have agreement on the answers to these essential questions. So if we don't have alignment in here, imagine what's going on for the men and women in your organization who are out in the marketplace having conversations with customers and prospects. Right. They do sound so simple. I sometimes are, am challenged when I'm writing about the essential questions because I write them and I think, do people even see the power of these or do they sound so dumb? Right. Like what problems do you solve? But that's the point. There are simple. And if you can't answer them consistently as a company, it really enlightens the, the problem that, that you have with alignment and just again, put yourself in the shoes of those salespeople that are trying to articulate the problems you solve and how you do it differently every every day with buyers. Yes. I think when we're specifically talking about these startup organizations who are trying to get what's in the mind of the founder out into a, the minds of the salespeople, you really need to make sure that those salespeople have the, the ability to articulate that value differentiation in a way that has meaning to the buyer. And what we're really talking about and what we drive with our customers and those who, of you who have worked with us know, it's really about repeatability and consistency. And when you have that consistency, you can coach and you can better diagnose challenges when they, when they come up. Yeah, I mean, that's such a great point. It's, you know, this is not only a must within your organization, you know, it's now a minimum expectation from your customers. So, you know, they expect your entire company to be aligned around those answers. If your product teams, marketing teams, sales teams, customer success teams, consulting teams, et cetera, are not aligned behind the answers to the four essential questions, you know, it'll be pretty evident to your customers and prospects. So some companies work a lot on sales messaging only to realize that the value they talk about creating for the customer cannot be delivered by the company. So that's the kiss of death. The opposite of that is when a customer realizes that the company that they're working with or thinking about working with is aligned at all levels and completely focused on the customer from the outside in. Yeah, that buyer focus is so important if you are going to run a successful organization. And if you're going to scale, you have to be focused on the buyer. That question of um, you can say what you do as an organization, but can you deliver on it? That is critically Im important. And that's why that last essential question is one that you can't circumvent. What's your proof? Where have you done it before? You know, all elite companies have proof points and they're nothing more than case studies and testimonials that prove your value and help tell the entire story of where you have delivered the ultimate answers to the essential questions. And, you know, they're, they're critical for sellers to have. So I tell companies all the time that the most elite sellers that I see today are the ones who can tell stories. And I'm not just talking about telling stories, personal stories, what have you, but if it's about telling the story of the problems you solve, how specifically you solve them, how you solve them differently or better than anybody else, and then telling a story about where you've done it before. So I see a lot of companies that got these slides with, you know, brand names all over them and that kind of stuff. It's great that you do business with the top Fortune 500 or whatever it is, but tell me the story of what happened there. And that, when you tell that story with emotion and conviction, It'll enter the hearts and minds of everybody who hear it.
yeah, it, it proves that you can deliver on the value that you promise, which is why they're so critical in a sales process. And then when you're scaling an organization, so we're talking a lot of a lot of companies who are having difficulty translating that founder vision into something salespeople can articulate and something that you can scale, they can tend to be on this, the smaller side of the spectrum. So you may be listening out there saying, oh, we don't have a proof point. So the people we sell to won't come out and say what they did. There's a lot of ways that you can get around it. And I know one of the things that we even do at Force Management as part of our sales process is we ask up front, if we do this deal with you and XYZ happens, will you become the testimonial? And we put it in the contract. And I would think, John, I know you have experience with this. I'd love to get your perspective on this. This would be a great way to put some teeth in your proof point process and ensure you're getting those for the salespeople. Because it's one, one thing to be able to articulate the proof points, but you need a process around gathering them. Yeah, it's such a great point. I mean, we do it all the time at force management where we you know, we're negotiating with customers, what have you. And we come to a point where we say, Hey, you know, in order to concede on this, if we concede on this, what we'd like in return is a proof point. We get into the details of their like, So, you know, what would you want us to say? Well, all we're going to want you to say is that this was the problem you were experiencing. This is how you chose to solve it. Working with us, here's how you solved it differently or better than anybody else that could have done it. And here were the results. And when our customers look at that, they're like, so wait a second. So basically the only way that you're going to want me to do that is that we have great success here, you know, with your goods and services. And it's a simple conversation. Our customers raise their hands all the time and go, that's done. So that's easy to do. You know, all I'm going to be talking about is something great that happened to us with your, with your help. And it really, really kind of gets to the point. The other thing, Rachel, I'd like to just highlight is I think people, they overcomplicate this concept of proof points and I can't get a customer to talk about this or they have a policy and I understand all of that, but I, let me just simplify it for you. What I think about is there's three buckets I'm trying to fill up all the time when I'm calling on customers or prospects. Positive business outcomes, required capabilities, and metrics. And it's the metrics point where I really understand that today's work is going to be tomorrow's success for me. And a metric is nothing more than how a customer is going to measure success. And every seller listening out there knows that every time you're dealing with a customer and you're positioning your goods and services, you must know how they're going to measure success. And the thing that I always think about is when I work with sellers and including myself to hold myself accountable, Today's metrics are tomorrow's proof points. So it's simple. How's the customer going to measure success? When they hit that success, all you're going to ask them to do is to talk about it. So don't overcomplicate things. Today's metrics are tomorrow's proof points. Right. And we like proof points because they're great for, for sales reps to use. And the best sales reps are audible, ready to articulate them at, at any moment's notice. I know even as a marketing person, I can rattle ours off at the drop of a hat. (laughs) But so the essential questions, what problems do you solve? How do you solve those problems? How do you do it better or differently than the competition? And where's your proof? The answer to those critically important to get alignment on across your organization. And if the founder is the only one who knows that, you've got to figure out how to get that knowledge into the sales organization. And really, we talked about repeatability. We talked about consistency. And how you get that is making it practical for the reps. And we have this term called sales consumability. And 
that's all about making sure that reps can execute on these essential, the answers to these questions. Yeah, that's exactly why we came up with the four essential questions. It has to be consumable for both your sellers. And when we say consumable, it's gotta be easy to do. So it's gotta be consumable for the sellers. It's gotta be consumable for your customers. It's gotta be consumable for marketing and products. And man, when you break it down, and when the founder really realizes that, okay, all of my company is involved in the answers to those four essential questions. Let me put it in a language, a common language that will allow in what, I, what we call the three foot conversation, that close conversation, whether it's on the phone or it's you know in front of a customer, the dialogue and common language from an aligned company around the answers to those four essential questions is the difference between good and elite. And that's what we're trying to get to. Thank you so much, John. Great, great points today, as always. You got it. All right. Thank you to all of you for listening to the Audible Ready podcast. We have a ton of content on essential questions. I'm going to link a bunch of those resources in the show notes. So look for those. Thanks for listening. At Force Management, we're focused on transforming sales organizations into elite teams. Our proven methodologies deliver programs that build company alignment and fuel repeatable revenue growth. Give your teams the ability to execute the growth strategy at the point of sale. Our strength is our experience. The proof is in our results. Let's get started. Visit us at forcemanagement.com. You've been listening to the Audible Ready Podcast. To not miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Until next time.